Welcome to our second NBA Live podcast. My name's Ben Reedy, the founder and managing editor of NBA News. It's no secret that in recent years, the number of online NBA offerings has exploded. Technology has played an important part in this, with providers increasingly able to deliver content seamlessly in the online space. The changing needs of students has also had a big influence on the growth of the online NBA. Increasingly busy lives, long commutes, travel and family commitments have all made the ability to sit down and lecture theatre for a few hours each week more and more difficult. This week we sit down with Paul Woppert, the CEO of the Australian Institute of Business, Australia's largest provider of online MBAs. I started by asking Paul what prompted AIB to take their MBA out of the classroom entirely and focus fully on an online delivery strategy. Well, I guess AIB was founded on sort of values of being very accessible, practical education. So even right at the outset, AIB were, back in the 1980s was a management consulting business that really worked about work applied learning and how it is that you can actually improve the capability of workforces. And although the first incarnation of our MBA was sort of work-based and that it was followed by a sort of weekend workshop MBA and then distance learning and now fully online, the whole point of AIB has been how is it that we can get people to integrate uh, work-applied learning that um, is able to be fit in and around people's life, their work, their family and so on. And as the technologies made these things more accessible, then we've just followed where the technology is taking us. And so I guess that's the that's our story is the moment that we see a new bit of technology that makes it easier to be able to learn at a time and at a pace and in a, in a location that suits our students better, then we want to embrace that technology and be part of it and that's why we're fully online. Yeah. Obviously, you, know, you mentioned there the biggest benefit is that ability to time shift your learning, you know, not to be, you know, whetted in by lecture times or tutorial times. It means people remember their undergraduate having to be there at a certain time to sit through two hours of lectures and then do a tutorial. Obviously, that ability to do it where and when it suits the student is one of the big benefits. But what are some of the other benefits of, of getting an MBA online? Well, we think that, first of all, there's a, there's a mobility piece. So besides just being able to do it at times that suit you, it's important I think that students are able to to access their content on devices and on platforms that actually suit them best uh, wherever they are in the world so this notion of being in cloud-based and uh, technologies is really important for people. Uh, From our perspective the other bits that uh, handy about online is that you don't necessarily pay for stuff that you don't use so a lot of universities will charge their programs and there's always an element in there that you're paying for a lot of buildings and you're paying for sporting clubs and you're paying for research activities of academics that uh, don't always come back to you as a student and so that's another important thing that, that we think we invest all of our time energy resources into things that that increase online capability and sort of the currency of our course content and so on. So those things go right back to what the students actually after and what they're really um, what they're really are, uh, you know benefiting from, I guess. And then the third bit that we would probably say is that when you've got pure play online players like AIB, then you're actually going with people who aren't trying to straddle between on campus and online. You know, so we, we talk about the fact that a lot of universities will retrofit their on-campus programs uh, for online delivery and 
in our view, that doesn't work very well. So we're an organisation that only does online, and so that means that the way that we modularise content, the way that we use technology to sort of create an understanding of when students might be struggling with the content and doing something about that quickly, all of those things mean that we're able to be really agile and nimble about the way we go about it. Yeah. What, what, what sort of advice would you, moving on now to, um, what sort of advice would you give future students in, if they're embarking on an online MBA, how to make the most of it? Obviously, one of the big issues of having an online MBA is you don't have that discipline of having to show up for a lecture at a certain time. You have to be a lot more self-motivated. Is that one of the important things when you're heading into a, starting an online MBA? Absolutely. Any time that you're looking to study any type of program, let alone, but particularly an online one, I guess, you've got to plan out a personalised, realistic study plan. So how you're going to fit your work and life around your study or how you're going to fit your study around your work and life, more to the point. And if you're able to find a routine that serves you by approaching study in that sort of a way, our experience is that you're much more likely to maintain motivation and be successful. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. Uh, the second thing we'd say is students should use their experience. So the practical work experience that students have brings enormous value to their learning journey. And so it's about not trying to separate the two, but instead applying the principles that you're learning about to your past experiences, to your past employers, to your present employers, to the real-world challenges that you have in order to be able to gain a much deeper understanding of the course content in a practical sense. Um, because, you know, we find that students are more successful when they are learning from each other as well as from academics, then it's important to partner up or form study groups and uh, that provides peer support, they provide that greater accountability. And so, you know, at AIB we look to foster very active student groups that cover the locations that people are in or the subject areas that they're studying and so on. And that's important to collaborate and network in those senses uh, uh, as well. And lastly, of course, it's about really just setting goals. So regularly reflecting on why it is that you started the journey in the first place celebrating the wins along the way, whether they're big or small, uh, making sure that the other people in your life, whether it's your family or your friends or your colleagues or things, have an understanding of the goals that you've set and they can help you uh, keep on track with those things as well too. And so, yes, there's a, a bit of self-discipline that's involved, but actually some pretty simple steps can get you most of the way there. Yeah, you, you touched on it briefly in terms of the the value of those group discussions and the networking and the relationships that you get from an MBA. Obviously, one of the big benefits of an in-class MBA is you get to, you know, that, that face-to-face contact. How does an online MBA sort of replicate or replace replace those valuable things in an online environment? Yeah, well, well technology helps to break down those barriers. And if you think about the way a lot of business is done these days, there's virtual teams, there's video conferencing, email, digital social platforms. And so what's actually happening out there in the world? Well, our programs sort of mimic this level of engagement anyway. And the beauty of it, of course, is that if I'm in an on-campus environment and I need to have read certain materials by Tuesday night at 6 o'clock when I'm going to traipse off to my campus to to do my study, well, then there's going to be, always be a certain proportion of students who haven't quite finished all of that work or who um, 
you know, maybe not that extroverted and so don't want to share in a class environment or maybe they've, you know, they've got a big work assignment and that's distracting them. The beauty of technology, of course, and the forums that you get there is that you can get this collaboration, this online classroom participation using technologies that are very familiar to the sorts of uh, platforms that we use today. Um, but you can do it in your own time. So you can think a little bit more about what it is, how you want to engage with the material. You can actually craft it a little bit better anyway. And in our experience, actually, you get a lot more engagement with people in online forums than you do in an on-campus environment. And I think that's probably the bit that students should recognise is that just because you're on campus, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get in-depth learning. And so um, there's not always the ability for a lecturer, for a professor or whatever, to comprehend whether or not students have understood the material that they've done. So they might tend to stand out in front of a lecture hall and ask a question and and if even one student puts up their hands and answers the question correctly, then there's this assumption that everyone in the whole lecture hall has understood that particular concept. But that's not actually the way that the human mind works at the end of the day. So with online learning, we can test on a much more regular basis whether or not students are comprehending the material. And if they're not, then we can give them content and interventions that sort of help build their knowledge of the subject. Um, and that's that's the beauty of online engagement. You can measure a lot more things through data. Uh, for example, if your textbook is embedded in the learning environment, then we can actually test when students are reading the material, how much of it they're doing, in what sort of sequence, and we can correlate that back to the students who have the greatest success and then build these predictive models about the, the way in which to behave that will drive the best sort of grades and the, and the best sorts of outcomes. So it's yeah. just using the technology, using the data to be a bit smarter about the way in which those relationships occur. Yeah, yeah. In, in, the, in the mix of relationships, obviously one of the, the big benefits I got from my MBA and one of the big benefits a lot of students talk about they get from their MBA is that sort of the deep relationships you form with your cohort, your fellow students and their their links and networks that you take well beyond the MBA. Right. Do you think, the, you think that they, you know, do you guys still see your, your student your student cohorts catching up for a beer in the pub and, and forming those relationships? Well, possibly, but, you know, not everything's about catching up in the pub either. Yeah. I've, I've got to say, so I'm a, an MBA alumnus of, of Melbourne Business School and I heard their podcast last week as well too and, and uh, I was on... Facebook Messenger this morning with one of my old classmates from 20 years ago who's in San Francisco and he and I actually haven't seen each other since our MBA but we actually catch up on how work is going, how our families are going, how we ourselves are going via digital platforms anyway and so I think that's that's the bit is that networks don't always have to be about being face to face, having a drink with someone at the pub. It's you know yeah. most most of the contact that I have with people I went through university with, people that I used to work with and so on, is done through digital platforms today anyway, and um, and that's the same for an online student as it is for an on campus student. So yeah, yeah, and we're, but, reaching, we're reaching that generation now that 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 grew up. You know, the, if you're in your late twenties now. Heading into you know thinking about doing an MBA, you started using Facebook ten years ago when it was launched. You know you've you've been involved, immersed in that digital environment for for a decade or more than a decade now, haven't you? So that's they're, right. They're, they're not new forms of communication for they're young not, people. They're, they are that they are how they communicate. And you know I reflect back on the fact that I was able 
to. I had the luxury of being able to take time out of the workforce and do my MBA full time on campus, and um, you know, so did my fellow colleagues. And that was a that was a huge luxury. And of course, not everyone has that luxury of being able to attend the class. So. I think it's probably borne out by the fact that AIB is the largest provider of MBAs in the country. Uh, it reflects the fact that more and more students know that they can't commit to being on campus a couple of days a week or, or things along those lines. And, and they are used to working in technology platforms that allow them to collaborate and to share material and to consume content online. And increasingly that's the way that... Uh, that, that, that life's going. So, you know, they're working full-time, they're travelling, they're trying to be great mums and dads, and they're trying to achieve their career dreams. And that's why we think it's really important to commit to providing them with that flexibility and that accessibility and making sure that the education that they get is practical and relevant and useful. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, talking about, continue to talk about technology. How do you see... Um, course delivery technologies changing over the next decade, over the next 20 years. Things like you know, virtual reality are, are becoming closer and closer realities every day. Do you see those sorts of technologies coming to the classroom as a, as you know, in the next few years, or do you still think they're absolutely away? Well, you know, already we're seeing in other disciplines, in science, for example, that online courses are allowing students to do things through virtual labs, where they're actually writing code into computer programs and um, and chemical reactions and so on are being conducted in labs across the world. So already there's huge amounts of technology in which we can um, get much more immersive about things. Some of that will be you know, virtual reality type situations, potentially. Some of it, though, I think is just this notion of how machine learning and artificial intelligence is going to change the way in which content gets designed and de developed. So in our view, we're heading towards a world in which each individual student will start in the same module of content and... Um, but then they will follow a completely adaptive, individualised path through the content based on how it is that they're engaging with that. The machines will learn themselves about whether or not people have demonstrated the right level of mastery of the subject matter. And as we get more and more uh, well, intelligent in the, in the way that we're doing that sort of stuff, I think we'll get to a point where not everyone will have to study the same amount of hours to get the right same of outcomes and so it's yeah. about recognising that we're trying to set a standard of mastery of subject matter and once students have been able to demonstrate that they have that level of mastery, whether that's taken them five hours for a, a particular subject or whether it's taken them 350 hours, then uh, at the end of the day the certification is really a, around their their knowledge and yeah. and yeah, so really yeah, technology learning to the next level, doesn't it? Where, it does. Where, yeah, where you can you, know, you can you can learn at your own pace around your own lifestyle and not be beholden to when lecture materials come online. They're just there. They're sitting there, and you can if you want to power through them in a in, in a couple of weeks and lock yourself in a room and and get it over and done with. You can do that. But if life doesn't life doesn't let you do that, you could take them a few months to do each subject. Couldn't you? Well, there's there's all of that, and there's the fact that. Uh, you know, the, the material itself, you may not need to actually consume all of it in order to be able to show that you've, that you've mastered that subject matter. So there is this implicit assumption amongst traditional institutions that everyone who's going through the MBA is, is homogenous, you know, that they, that 
they come in with the same sort of level of experience and and the same level of uh, inherent academic ability and the same number of hours that they commit to it. And we know that because what they offer them is the same subject matter, same material in the same pace, in the same sequence, regardless of who you are. Yet we know that there will be people who will enter the MBA with more work experience than others um, and within a particular subject that you know if if we're taking a compulsory core finance subject but we've got people who are operating as a financial controller as a CFO or as opposed to an engineer well then they're likely to have a lot more background knowledge so they shouldn't have to go through the same content in exactly the same way that the engineer does uh, because ultimately it's about being able to certify that they have a requisite level of knowledge. Yeah, so it becomes a real almost you know, customised, learn at your own pace right. system, doesn't it? Yeah, adaptive to, adaptive to what it is that I'm showing through the technology that I understand. Yeah, yeah. And does it also allow you know, providers like AIV or universities or whoever to also you know, put a, a lot more emphasis on the content? What, what content can we can invest if we can deliver all this, um, if we can deliver the, the teaching environment in an online environment? Now, can we invest more in, in content? Absolutely. More diversified content, more diversified range of subjects and, and specialisations and that sort of thing. Well, that, that's really important, you know. Of course, at AIB, we're not only teaching business, but we are a business in our own right. We, we had a board meeting earlier this week and, and it was interesting going around our board table talking about uh, the different ways in which people learnt there. So our chairman, for example, talked about the fact that he actually likes to read things in depth. I myself prefer to actually listen to someone talk about it. I'll get a lot more out of that. Someone else said that actually I, you just show it to me once and then I'll be able to do it myself. And so we, we know again that um, the more innovative, the more agile institutions will be looking to recognise that different people have different learning styles and producing content that meets all of those different styles and matching it to students in the best possible way so that they have the best possible chances of success. Dave, thank you for your time and um, catching up to you in the future. I appreciate it, Ben, and, uh, and look forward to a number of your listeners potentially coming and inquiring with AIB about the type of uh, practical, useful MBAs that we'd like to be able to take to market too.